Understood. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to our podcast. This is Murungi. And this is Fatu. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Hapakule, where we talk about life uh, here in Japan, where we come from. Uh, we talk about life in time, past and present. And today we are going to talk about working women in japan and we are joined with our lovely sisters i would like them to introduce themselves hello my name is maureen i'm ugandan currently i'm working in kobe japan uh, as a teacher as an english teacher at elementary school that is from level one to level six and mainly it's an international school and we teach all classes in english thank you and our other sister. Hello, good morning. Mm-hmm. My name is Adeni Yadefolake. I'm from Nigeria. I'm a student at Nagoya University. Mm-hmm. And I do part-time jobs alongside my schooling. Okay. Yeah, and this is Fatu. Um, I'm also part of this, uh, this talk today because I also work. Um, I currently work as an engineer, data center engineer at Amazon. So, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I sometimes work, sometimes. <laughs> but, I'm mainly, but I'm mainly a student. <laughs> so today I would like to ask the ladies, why Japan? Wow, <laughs> that's quite an interesting question. Uh, initially, actually, I had a dream of studying abroad, mm-hmm. and uh, my first time to come to Japan, I came in 2005. I was still in a By that time, I was quite young, so I came here on a tourist visa for only three months, and I stayed in Nagoya, Tokyo, and Kyoto, so mainly I visited those three cities, mm-hmm. and from there, I picked up interest. So... From that time, I started targeting Japan. I wanted to study abroad, but mainly in Japan. So all along, I started from, you know, junior high. I finished then high school. Then after finishing, actually, after finishing junior high, I wanted to come to Japan. But my parents couldn't leave me because of the age and they were worried because mm-hmm. they didn't have any relative that they mm-hmm. could trust me, you know, to stay with or something like that, you know, caregiver or guardian yeah. here in Japan. So they couldn't allow me. But after high school, I was... 18 already and in our country when you're 18 I mean mm-hmm. you're free to make any decision you're already an yeah. adult yeah so, drink alcohol <laughs> yeah that's not true <laughs> so I decided to come to Japan uh, after high school I decided to, to apply for different scholarships and I got a scholarship called Ashinaga African program so I came here and I studied for four years at Kwansei Gakuin University, which is one of the best universities in Japan, especially okay. in Kansai area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's a Christian university, actually. So mm-hmm. I studied for four years. And after graduating, for undergrad, after graduating, then I did job hunting. Usually in Japan, actually, you do job hunting like, you know, the final year, in the final year. So you study for three years, then the final year or the last year for undergrad, you have time to do job hunting and there are a lot of job fairs all around Japan. And at being university, our university being one of the biggest universities in the area, so it used to have some job fairs itself. It used to have hosts. Mm-hmm. So with that, we used to, I used to attend most of them and that's where I got my job. Okay. Yeah. 
Mistake. I do. What about you? Why Japan? And yeah. Um, for me, why Japan? Mm. I actually came on a scholarship to Japan. There's a partnership between Japanese government and my government. Mm. So, on the strength of the partnership, it's to help Japanese businesses as um, established in my country. Oh. So I'm supposed to serve as a link between Japanese businesses that want to establish in my country. Oh. So I did my master's and afterwards the scholarship provided the opportunity that if you want to proceed on your uh, doctoral program, you can go ahead. So mm -hmm. I opted for my doctoral program since I like it here in Japan. Yeah, so that's why I came to Japan and that's why I'm doing my PhD now. All right. Yeah. But why are you working in Japan? <laughs> never, I, and I never thought that I would actually stay this long to work in Japan because <laughs> like like the other two ladies, Maureen and Ade, like we came here with a scholarship to study. So I came and I studied and I finished studying and I was like, okay, what do I do next? Do I just go home or... Um, work or maybe continue even PhD so I was like hmm, let me just try and work but in Japan Japan was not like my first choice to be honest but I find myself here and now I have started working and um, it's been one month and it's been something very interesting because for me my field is mainly like um, male dominated like I was actually the first female this month to get into the the actual workplace and then now we have more female coming in oh, so congratulations oh, yes being yeah. the first wow yeah. so yeah. it's an experience being in a male dominated field and having a woman just get in there and now it's been it's it's currently we have like four new four new um employees so hmm, it's something else working as a woman in japan is somehow different as a uh, from the perspective of a man as well so yeah okay, so i would like to know how you all got your jobs i'll start with ade because ade says she's doing part-time job yeah. so how easy was it to get your part-time job or how hard was it um i think part-time job in japan could fall under different categories okay and my experience might be a bit different since I'm still a student. Mm -hmm. So maybe I could just talk generally about rough super time job. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, um, as a student, you could do part-time job in your university, maybe as a teaching assistant, as a research assistant or something. And mm -hmm. then another rough super time job is true referrer. You know oh. someone, and the person refers you to a part-time job outside the university. Okay. And then if you're able to meet their requirements, you undergo the interview and you're satisfied with your performance, then you can get the job. And a different route would be going through the Hello Work, the Japanese government system for providing jobs for foreigners. Mm -hmm. I okay. think that might be I don't really know too much about the Hello Work. So I think um, you go there, you register, they help you get a job, you go for an interview or something, mm. and what? 
I've not gotten a job through the system before, so I, I may not be in the best position <laughs> to talk so much about it. But um, that's the way it works. You go, you register, they put your name in the their database. Um, and, um, if you are able to get a job of your interest, you could go for the interview mm -hmm. and you the interview. I think they have a monitoring system, but I'm not too sure. Okay. So in your case, what kind of uh, part-time job are you engaged in? Um, I work as a teaching assistant in my university. Oh, okay. And then I teach at a cramp school. Engl I teach English language. Okay. Cramp yeah. <laughs> school. <laughs> I see. Okay. So I'll ask um, uh, Maureen and uh, Fatih. When you guys were students, did you engage in part-time jobs? If so. What kind of jobs were they? Wow, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, first of all, actually, when I was a student, I found so many senpais or like, um, senpais is more like people who, you know, either your OBs or OGs or people that you know. So here in Japan, if you find somebody working already at, you know, if you find somebody who's already at that workplace, it's like your senpai because that somebody has more experience than you. Mm -hmm. So it happened that the university where I went, I found Ugandans who I knew back home. So I talked to them and I told them, you know, I am looking for a job. And I remember uh, immediately after my first semester, when I came to Japan, you know, semesters like first semesters usually they start from April to J July. So mm -hmm. by the end of by the beginning of July, I had a job. But I had to finish up with my papers and, you know, submissions and exams before starting working. So mm -hmm. I used to work mainly in holidays. Then during school time, especially when I was first year and second year, I used to, to go to school five times a week, which is, you know, five days a week. Mm -hmm. So with that, like, program, I couldn't, you know, engage so much into part-time jobs because also on the weekend, I used to have a lot of workloads from the school and also I wanted to go to church. So with that, I couldn't mainly like work for part time, especially during school time or during the same star. But mm. during holidays, I could work Monday to Friday. And mainly I had two types of part time jobs. One is was a hotel job whereby mm. I used to do mainly with the cleaning and checkups after cleaning. Okay. Because at first I used to just do the cleaning, but time reached, I guess, after working with them for like six months, they promoted me to just, you know, room checker. And I had learned some Japanese. So with that, I could just talk to foreigners, translate for them, then tell them what exactly to do. And then after I could check what whatever they have done. If it's perfect, then I check it. If it's not, then I tell them, you know, this and this is missing. Okay. So that was one part of it. Then the second one, I used to work in Fujitsu, which was a factory. Even now, it's still existing. So it's a factory job. And mainly it was about phone assembling. So it had a lot of, it has a lot of sections. One is phone assembling. One is, um, um, it's not laptops. What is this? Yeah, it has laptops actually. Then it also has tablets. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I was gonna say iPad, but not. They are tablets because they are not of Apple. So we used to do that, but mainly I don't know for some reason I used to work in phone sections, and with that we used to get a training for one month, and after that you could go to the line and then start working. Okay. During the uh, training, were you paid? Of course. That's uh, one good part about Japan. You're paid 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
and I think I should tell people actually out there that in Japan, when you start working, they don't pay you for the like, for example, if you start on 1st of May, you will not get your salary at, you know, some people, some companies they pay on 15th, others on 25th, others on 30th. So unless other countries uh, in Japan, when you work for May, you receive your salary in June, your first salary. Mm-hmm. So the salary for June, you get it in July like that. So don't be worried, for example, if you start working for the company, you count, you've worked for already 30 days and all other people paid, you don't pay, don't go and don't pay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the system, that's the way it works, yeah. Fatu? Yeah, I mean, for me, while I was studying, um, I was more concentrated on my research and I didn't want want to be distracted with part-time. But I did get one part-time, it's like, you know, it's like um, English concert for kids, wherein like you're a teacher and you basically go to concerts and then talk to kids like from two to five year old um, and then just have um, English, English conversation with them. And I took that job mainly because um, I, I could have traveled. I traveled to Tokyo, Nagoya, everywhere around Japan just to be around kids and play with them. So getting that job was quite easy i just um i just added my cv on like one site it was called gaijin pot i'm not sure if it's still gaijin pot that site still exists update my cv yeah that's very good it's good like they 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 check they check on your cv and then they can actually contact you for jobs that they need so that was the only part-time job that i got and another part-time is just the surveys. For example, there is this other side, um, YOLO side that usually do surveys. So they ask for Africans or some other kind of ethnicity um, type. So you can just apply and get a survey job. So those are the only part-time jobs that I did while I was studying. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I guess you had any experience with, you know, different types of part-time jobs. Yeah, I when I started my uh, doctorate program, mm. the first part-time job that I did was working as a staff at a wedding garden. Girl, that sounds so fancy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was initially quite tedious, mm. and. I can remember that there was one day that the boss had to ask me, are they, if you are tired, you can go. <laughs> yeah, it was really tedious. But as time went on, I was able to adjust. Mm. And then I got acclimatized into the system. Mm. And I was able to just do it the way the Japanese do it. Mm. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And kind of a fun work once you pass the initial stage of getting you know the way Japanese work is quite different from the kind of work we are used to back home what do you mean by that <laughs> you understand that right we do but that Japanese is work, <laughs> you are on yeah, all day and there's nothing like this job this um maybe equipment or utensils or whatever it's heavy for a lady or mm. this job is not 
everybody's treated the same way. And then you just have to, you're working on your feet all day at a stretch. Oh, and you're not, you cannot rest in between. Whoa. And you have to be up and doing. That was not something that you bargained for at the initial stage. My goodness. But as time goes on, you get used to the system. And then, well, if they can do it, why can't I? Mm. It's just a matter of um, changing one's mentality mm. and then seeing yourself adapting into the system. What do I want? Do I really want to do this job or do I want to quit? I want to do the job then. You adjust your thinking pattern and oh fit God. into the system. Eventually, I got to like the job. The <laughs> environment was good. Mm. And sometimes when they have job, I still work there. Ah, okay. But yeah, it's just once in a while. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Then, okay, I also worked at Sagawa. Ah, <laughs> Sagawa. Yeah, oh. packaging. <laughs> yeah, that was before the COVID. Mm. So the incidents of the COVID-19, we had to stop work and, yeah. Okay. Sagawa's okay. work was... It wasn't stressful. Okay. Yeah. It's something that you could just do. And mm -hmm. they are kind of, um, the, at least the boss that I worked with was kind of um, gender sensitive. Okay. They try to assign the ladies to lighter works. Okay. So okay. when they have some work that they feel really requires strength, mm -hmm. They try as much as possible to assign the guys there. And, but sometimes they cannot help it. Mm. You have to do the job. But sometimes when they see you maybe struggling with the packages, they come to help you. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the heavy packages. And I think it was a good place. So, mm. yeah. Maureen, did you have something to say? Yes, actually, I wanted to also add something, another part-time job which I did, which mm. was Shiseido. Shiseido is one of the uh, biggest cosmetics companies here in Japan. I should say in Asia, because most of the products are, you know, distributed all over Asia, Korea, China, uh, mm. Malaysia, whatever, Japan. So I worked there because I wanted to know actually the secret. <laughs> I personally, from my childhood, I wanted to do anything with the perfumes. I wanted, you know, I had a dream that one day I'll own a, a, a perfume company. And with that, I had to know, you know, what do they add, what, what are the flavors and all that. Mm. So I worked there, but unfortunately, <laughs> we did more of packaging. I wasn't <laughs> like, I was put in, you know, packaging place instead of, you know, manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, but it was quite interesting. And I should say, um, you, you didn't have to carry anything, but rather it's, you know, it's more like saying, okay, so this is a venue and you're supposed to put this together and then send okay. it to the next person. Then another person put them in a machine, then, you know, sealing and all that. So it didn't have to do anything, you know, with a lot of energy. Mm. But it was quite interesting because we used to work for two hours, then we get a break for 15 minutes. So two hours, 15 minutes break. Two hours, 15 minutes break, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in addition to all that, uh, some of the other part-time jobs that are available to students that I know of, uh, like working in the convenience store. You can work yes. in the convenience store. 
Of course, you can teach English or whichever language you are familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Ade has told us about Sagawa parking. I almost tried Sagawa, but uh, it was very far from my place. I stay in Osaka. I think the Sagawa nearest is uh, in Kobe, somewhere very far away. And I did the calculation of transport and everything. It just wasn't feasible. Then you can also work in a restaurant. Yeah. As a waiter or waitress, you can work at the front desk of a hotel or a company. Uh, you can also, there are these other, they're not really part-time jobs, so to speak, but like once in a while, different organizations call you to talk about your country. That one usually goes for maybe uh, one to two hours. And there's also packing food. Hasn't have you done the packing food part-time job? I have a friend actually. Uh, mm. I have a friend who, uh, oh, she's not actually. She's one of the recruiters for Himori, and Himori is a company which is like a recruiting company. So, so it recruits people, then it connects them to different, you know, uh, different companies. So mm-hmm. what it did is, you know, it has like uh, packaging for food, perfumes, whatever. So I got connected to Himori. That's why I could have, you know, so many different part-time jobs. Mm. And uh, I have friends who have connected so far in, you know, um, working in bento companies, mainly is parking yeah. And for them, they're like, you know, these people are so smart, you need to wear a mask, you need to, you know, to cover your entire body, you need to wear a lot of gloves and changing every now and then. So it's more like, yeah, it's available and you can do that. Mm. Yeah, just to add something um, for those listening like usually us students coming in Japan, um, we see opportunity, a lot of opportunity for um, part-time jobs. That's why we have these different part-time jobs. Some can be very hard and some can be kind of easy. It, it, it depends, but part-time jobs, the opportunities are, opportunities are endless and you can get them here when you come to Japan. You cannot starve in this country. Yeah. So- I want to disagree with you on the last point. Based on my experience and the experience of um, some, some of my colleagues here in Aichi Prefecture. Okay. I think um, the prefecture also plays an important role um, on how easy it is for you to get a part-time job. Um, I visited quite a number of sites online trying to get part-time jobs. And I observed that it's kind of easier to get jobs in Kansai region. Ah. And it is um, also kind of easy um, in Kanto region. Okay. But in IT prefecture, the story is quite different, especially mm-hmm. for foreign students. Okay. Um, I observed that, like when I was searching online, I could easily get jobs in Kansai. Mm-hmm. Which was not available in Aichi. Ah. Aichi Prefecture, they expect a level of Japanese language skills. I see. Before you can get a job. Also, the, um, the payment is quite different uh-huh. from Kansai and from um, Kanto, Kanto region. Okay. Um, in in IT prefecture, it's really not so easy getting part-time jobs for foreign students as it is in Kansai. 
But why, why do you think so? Is it maybe because you are foreigner or maybe your level of Japanese is not that um, to the required standard or? The truth is this, every foreign student will start from a low level of Japanese language skills. True, true. And it takes a while before your, your skill level will actually improve. Yeah, true. In Kanto and Kansai, they have opportunities for people that could barely do daily conversational level. That is true. That is not available. That is not so much available in IQ prefecture. Okay. They expect um, not exactly native level, but kind of a high level. I see. Yeah, maybe so above daily daily conversational level but maybe the barest minimum you could get would be like um at least daily conversational level and we all know that it's not really so easy to get to that point yeah so i just want us to kind of uh, bear that in mind mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that the experiences differ depending on the region and then maybe depending on the language skill. And sometimes, you know, from the people that come to Japan on missed scholarship, they mm -hmm. have to study Japanese language for, I think, the first one year. Six so that's months, really, six months. Six months, okay, six months. And that's even then, it's just for, <laughs> it's really not something that can help you get a job. Yeah, but at least it still gives you kind of an edge over some mm -hmm. students that will just come and then straight off to the classroom and maybe yeah. they are taking their classes in English. So it's not so easy to acquire the Japanese language skill. That is true. And so you have a lot of students around, at least in, in Nagoya, that they're trying to get part-time jobs and it's not so easy. Oh. Those maybe sometimes eventually through re referral system, they might be able to get something and the organization might just kind of place them on the probation that, okay, as you are learning, you can mm -hmm. also, as you're doing the job, you can also try to acquire the language skill. Mm. And what? one other factor that plays a, a key role is recommendation. Okay. You know, in hearing is, uh, it's as if as you move away from the bigger cities, it's harder for students to get part-time jobs because cancer is uh, the second largest, uh, you know, what is it called? industrial active city you know business center of japan kanto that is uh uh chiba tokyo uh mm. kanagawa you that's also a big uh business area so the further you move away from those areas the more difficult it is because probably the people there are more conservative so they would uh, have is one of the big cities in japan that is very true but I'm yeah. wondering why that, that's the case. In Nagoya, they have high level of requirements for you to do any form of job. Okay. So that's just a regional thing for Nagoya. For, um, I for Aichi, probably. I well, see. Yeah. Okay. Because at, at least I know that personally, I've tried searching, searching for jobs and I've been able to compare the experience or how easy it is to get a job in Aichi Prefecture, in Kansai, and in Kanto. And I observed that in Kanto and in Kansai, you can get you can get a job 
with minimum level of Japanese language skill. In fact, I got some job offers that told me that even if all you can do is introduce yourself, it's okay. <laughs> but, but in, in IG, that's not okay. You mm. won't get any offer asking you that all you can do. It just does not exist, at least okay. on the websites. Okay. But maybe when you now get someone to recommend you, it might be a different experience. But it is not everybody that could get someone to recommend them. Okay. Yeah. So, ladies, what other kind of cultural shock have you had? I did talked about working very long, uh, you know, long hours on your feet without rest. What other kind of cultural shocks have you had in the workplaces? Um, because all the workplaces where uh, where I've worked, it's like you could sit if you want, you could stand if you want, and we could usually have breaks in between. So, so far, I haven't found any culture shock. Maybe one thing I should say that the payment which I, I got at a hotel job, it was 1000 per hour. And at first, I thought, you know, Japan is a rich country. We could get more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, I was like, you know, I thought Japan is a rich country. I thought they could get more than this because I could compare that in dollars. I'm like, but this is only $10 per hour. So, to yeah. me, that felt so small. Mm. Somehow I'll be like, you know, I could compare with my, you know, friends who are in the US. They're like, you know, we work for, you know, $50, maybe $12, $15. And I'm like, I only, you know, I work for seven hours and, you know, I only get like $50. maybe 1000 which should be about $70 a day. I'm like, that's too small. <laughs> so I, I was just comparing in terms of salary, but in terms of working system and the way everything runs, I feel, um, Japanese system is more automated. It's more like, you know, people, I don't know, I don't want to use the term brainwashed, but 